You're listening to 3 and 30 Takeaways for Moms, and before we get started with today's episode, I want to make sure that you know that I'll be teaching a free masterclass the first week of April all about how to overcome overwhelm. If you ever feel like the weight of your family is on you, on your shoulders, and you are about to collapse underneath the load of it all, this class is for you. I will teach you three actionable steps you can take to start reprioritizing your responsibilities and shifting your perspectives so family life feels more manageable and less overwhelming. Sound too good to be true? Well, the class is free, so you have nothing to lose by signing up and coming to see if I can help you. The Overcoming Overwhelm Masterclass will be offered twice during the first week of April, so you can choose the time that is best for you, and there will also be a replay. Just go to 3in30podcast.com slash masterclass to reserve your seat. That's 3in30podcast.com slash masterclass. You're listening to 3 and 30 Takeaways for Moms, and this month of episodes is brought to us by a company that I'm so very excited about, BetterHelp, which is the world's largest counseling service done 100% online. BetterHelp makes therapy more accessible to anyone who needs emotional support by offering their services online and at an affordable price, and they even have scholarships available. To get started, all you have to do is go to betterhelp.com slash 3 and 30 and you'll fill out a brief questionnaire about your history and your specific needs for emotional and mental health support so you can be matched with the right counselor. BetterHelp works with over 3,000 licensed professional counselors across the country with a wide variety of expertise, so there is going to be someone who is a great match for you. They are also currently recruiting counselors in all 50 states. You can start communicating with your counselor within 24 hours of submitting your questionnaire and schedule a secure weekly video or phone session, plus you have the option to text or online chat with your therapist throughout the week. BetterHelp has been so generous to offer 3 and 30 listeners 10% off your first month with the discount code 3 and 30 so if you've sometimes wondered if maybe you would benefit from therapy, why not give it a try with this super convenient, affordable, and confidential option. Go to betterhelp.com slash 3 and 30 for 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash 3 and 30. And now onto the show. This is an encore episode that I pulled from the archives from a few years ago because this is definitely one of the most unique, memorable, and fun conversations I've ever had on 3 and 30. I hope you'll enjoy episode 137. How to show up in the world with confidence, even when you don't have confidence, with Brooke White. Welcome to 3 and 30, a podcast for moms who want to create more meaning in motherhood. Each 30-minute episode will feature three doable takeaways for you to try at home with your family this week. I'm your host, Rachel Nielsen. Thank you so much for being here. I think it's a fairly universal experience to have little tuggings at our hearts. There's those dreams that live in there, but sometimes we're too scared to let them out into the world. And these can be what the world would be called big dreams, like starting a company or pursuing a career in music, or they could be what some would consider smaller dreams, such as just having the courage to speak in front of a small crowd for the first time or to try for another baby, even when your heart's been shattered by loss before. Sort of those silent battles that we fight inside of ourselves. Showing up in the world and showing your heart in the world can take a lot of courage and confidence. And 
What if you feel like you don't have either? Well, I'm so excited about today's interview with one of my dream guests, Brooke White. You may know her from season seven of American Idol, where she finished in the top five and endeared herself to millions of Americans with just her goodness and authenticity that truly exudes from her. And I got to experience that firsthand when she and I met at a workshop last month. We'd never met in person before, but within minutes of talking to her, I truly had the overwhelming urge to just hug her, (laughs) which is kind of creepy, but she just exudes that warmth and connection, and you feel that from her immediately. She's produced eight albums and has another one coming in early 2019. She has two little children, London and Sunny, who make her world crazy and wonderful, And I can't wait to talk to her today about how to pursue our dreams, big or small, with confidence, even when we don't always feel confident. So Brooke, welcome to 3 and 30. Rachel, I just freaking love you. I appreciate. (laughs) Am I supposed to pretend like I wasn't here for that whole intro? No. Because I was just dying (laughs) listening to the whole thing. I just wanted to. (laughs) To jump in. I, I wanted to jump in. What can I say? Thank you, my friend. And I appreciate you for the loving, loving, kind introduction and words. I really do. Well, I'm so grateful that you agreed to come on. And like I said there, after I followed you on Instagram and your warmth and who you are is so evident there, but then meeting you in person, I was like, I'm a creepy friend stalker. Like I just wanted to sit next to you and talk to you the entire workshop. So it's been pretty fun to connect with you here. You know, it's funny how fast some friendships feel and just how comfortable. And when we ended up in that workshop together, we really resonated on a lot of the same things. And so, you know, it just, yeah. We have talked a lot about this topic of confidence and how it's very complicated. It's not complicated. It's not just like a straightforward thing. And somebody looking at your life from the outside might think she's produced all of these albums. She's a successful musician. She's had fame, you know, all those things. She must be so confident and must have always been so confident. And you've told me that that is not how it's been for you. Is that true? It is 100 billion trillion gazillion percent not always been this way. And to say that I'm like this way, I don't even know what that is. I think I have, I have some areas where confidence is starting to really show up and that feels very cool. But it's not like you just land in a place of confidence and boom, there you are. You know, it's like, it's like we said, it's complicated and it's more complex than that. Yeah. And so you told me that one of the most common questions that you get is how do you find the confidence to pursue a dream? And so we cut, that's, that's our topic today. And I asked you to come with three takeaways for how, (laughs) which is very hard for you to narrow, but so hard, (laughs) how to show up in the world with confidence, even when you don't have confidence. That's the title that we came up with. That's our title. And I love it. I just wanted to, to, to say about that question. Um, about the thing I get always is how do I have confidence or, you know, if I had confidence, I would wear that outfit. I would wear red lipstick. I would dance and let people see me. 
I think confidence, um, you know, we're talking it in terms of pursuing a dream, but I think we kind of tweaked that title to just show up in the world, just to like show up daily in a way that you don't feel like you can, but you want to, which mm-hmm. leads us to number one. Okay. Okay. So the number one is you don't need confidence to get started on pursuing your dream or show up in the world. All you need is love. All you need is love, <laughs> love, love is all you need. So all of our, our tips are going to be songs. Yes, I love it. And and you knew I was going to make you sing. You beat me to it. So, well, I just I just I just did it. <laughs> it wasn't great, but whatever. So, tell us more about this. You don't need confidence to get started. All you need is love. What does that mean? Okay, so I just feel like it's really important to state that when I got started, when I moved out to LA, when I did all like these crazy big things that I think anyone would look at as kind of big moves, I guess, um, I was in a really low state of self-confidence. Like I was definitely below zero, um, particularly in trying out for American Idol. And yes, I am going to have to refer to that experience because it was, it was kind of like the ultimate pressure cooker for that challenge that you know this challenge of 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 self-doubt and confidence and so when I went on the show when I went audition for the show I mean I was like a hundred percent sure I was like not gonna make it which is hilarious that I would even go try out Mm, right (laughs) knowing like I'm not good enough for this and I'm not worthy to be on the show as a vocalist and um but I think what I what I have had and what I when I look back on all the things that I went for that were crazy what I thought too big for me. Um, I had a strong, strong love for the thing and whatever the thing was. And the thing was in that instance was music and my love for music and my love for connecting through music. If there's something that you really love, there's something that just won't leave you alone that you just keep thinking about that. You just have a kind of a dream and like a curiosity and a, a desire and a drive for, or you've seen other people do it great. And you just wish, wish, wish that, that you had that. I think that's enough to get started. I'm just telling, I just want to say that I think that is really what you need. That is so beautiful. And it makes me think of an example that doesn't have to do with music or even a dream, but my experience with getting my babies Um, I went through infertility and I know you've had struggles with secondary infertility for Sunny and I, I wanted to be a mother enough and I wanted a baby so much that even though I was scared out of my mind, I was willing to go through the adoption process and IVF to get my two kids. And especially I think going into the second one was so terrifying for me because going in for the first time doing infertility treatments and adoption, I just, I didn't know yet. You don't know. Yes. Right. (laughs) You don't know know what you don't know. But going into the second one, I was literally terrified, but I thought I want this enough. I love this enough that I'm going to do it. Even though I don't have confidence or courage, I'm going to do it because my love's going to push me through. Yes. Yes, exactly. I I think that's a absolutely, um, that's a really great and beautiful example and totally, totally applicable here. It's just, I think like the, the desire for that thing 
it has to be so big. Hmm. It has to be, it really needs to be huge. And I think it's enough. Yeah. So I think everybody, you know, all you need is love a lot. And I actually have a little clip of us singing All You Need Is Love at that workshop together. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Did we sing it together on the phone? Yes. That... So I'm going to have to share that on my Instagram. I mean, Please, it's like, you know. it's like a five second little ditty, but I have it and I'm going to share it so people can check that out. I'm so happy. All You Need Is Love. That's great. And then how does that lead to your second takeaway? Okay. So the second takeaway is okay once you've um you've decided you love it and you're willing to actually turn that into action the next thing you have to do is okay where did i write this down okay be willing to step into the ring of fire <laughs> and feel all of the feelings especially the negative ones the uncomfortable ones mm-hmm. what you're what we're afraid of at the end of the day is feelings we're afraid of feeling something that we feel like we can't handle or that we won't survive and um i started listening to brooke castillo another great podcaster that um, is a life coach and she she says that i loved her definition of confidence it is a willingness to feel any emotion I think the emotions that most of us are really trying to dodge is rejection, hmm. judgment, criticism, or just plain not feeling loved. Like I'm not lovable hmm. if I, you know, if I fail at this, if I'm not good at this, if I look stupid or if I'm embarrassing, or if I embarrass others by doing this thing, or if I embarrass myself, what we're dealing with here are just really some pretty uncomfortable emotions but if you're willing to just feel those emotions, well, then that is the battle. Mm-hmm. And confidence comes from being prepared that you know you're going to feel some uncomfortable things, but being willing to feel them and just saying kind of another song lyric that we talked about is kind of hit me with your best shot. Like I'm hit me with your best shot. <laughs> like, Fire away. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to feel some really hard things, and but I can take it. And again, going back to, because the love for this thing is big enough that I can, I can continue and push through this. So important that you link those two things because of your love for the thing, you were willing to feel this other thing. Yes. And I would love for you to tell us about some of the moments when you were willing to feel any emotion to pursue your love of music. So it's funny because I wrote a couple of things down, of course. <laughs> um, the first thing that I can remember that was very, very awful um, was I got a bad review. And this was maybe my second or third show. And the person who I was working with believed in me enough, I guess, <laughs> to call some this, this well-known reviewer in L.A. in a, music, a popular music magazine to come in and give me, like, come and review my show. Now, I'm telling you, this was literally my second or third show. It was just me and a little piano up on stage. And um, I was green. I mean, and I just didn't even know how green I was, but it was like, you have to start somewhere, right? And he came out and he, um, and and I did fine. I sang a a number of cover songs um, and it was terrifying, right? And it's in LA and I don't have that many people likely there. Anyway, I had gotten married in that span of time before. And when it came, I had just gone home from my honeymoon and this article comes out club reviews. And I remember reading it and just feeling like, you know, (laughs) 
I just, I just feel felt ruined. It's, it's funny because I just read it back today for the first time in a long time. And it was not as bad as I remembered, which just says a lot to where I'm at now. But at the moment he said, um, White's voice is decent and her piano skills are competent. But beyond that, she didn't bring much to the show. Um, mm. There is, let's see, where was the part that really hurt? Okay. Her personality was charming and cute. Kind of a, that kind of hurt to me in some ways, right? That like, oh, she's cute, but yeah. <laughs> and she seemed comfortable on stage. Indeed, her overall performance was fine in a technical sense. But here's where the dagger was. But it had no heart. Ugh. Uh, it was just, um, it was really, 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 really hard. This is me. That's just me reading a few sentences. I just want to say the majority of the article is kind of in that vein. She did fine. It was basically okay. It was cute. <laughs> but it was cute, which it was cute is Ugh, it's like my <laughs> least favorite, you know? Um, and so I, I was already, anyway, not to get into it, but that was very difficult. So that was one that I can remember being like, why would I keep doing this? What a failure. <laughs> what an embarrassment to myself. Um, well, and for him to say it had no heart when, as you just said, you had so much heart for it. But it, I did. I it thought apparently I did. didn't translate, but it, it's not that the heart wasn't there. You just didn't know how to translate it yet. But for someone from the outside to say that must have been such a dagger because it mattered so much to you. Well, let's, let's talk about what Bernard Bauer did not know. He didn't know that this was like literally my second time doing this ever. He didn't know that, you know, playing the piano and singing, I had just started doing literally three months prior. And I think for me, what was important was to recognize that I also, that if he didn't know that, that I remembered that, mm, that I remembered yes. that, Hey, there's time there's don't give up, you know, right away. This might've been a little bit of a premature situation. Now that being said, I have been way further down the line and still had these types of terrible things happen. So I'm not saying that like, yeah, that was, that was a beginner rookie situation, right? And you know, to I'm have perfect. some sort of, and now I'm so good. <laughs> now I never get a bad review. <laughs> no, I'm talking, you know, what, let's see, I've been doing this for, you know, and then I was on American Idol and I, uh, you know, 40 million people are watching. And to tell you that I was like wigging out daily was an on was an understatement <laughs> it's probably like tmi to say i had diarrhea every day for like a year like the anxiety just ate like was so intense you could cut that out if you need to um but you know whatever i would just say that at the time i was literally like in the bathroom sitting in a puddle of tears of i'm not good enough and i remember going in to um, it was andrew lloyd weber week and he um it was the week before Simon had told me I was like a hamburger with no meat. And I remember going into the mentorship <laughs> with, yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I'm uh -huh. laughing. I don't know. know how you totally did this. It's totally fine. It's Ugh. one of those, you know, Simonisms, right. Ugh. That he drops on you and it's. I'm just so laughing because awesome. I can't believe how terrible that must've been for you, but continue on. Mm. Okay. So you go into Andrew Lloyd Weber. Yeah. So I go and I'm standing in front of Andrew Lloyd Weber and I'm singing, you must love me. 
ironically, um, from Evita. <laughs> and he says to me this week, it's funny because he really knew it's like he'd watched the show, which was great. And he said, this week we're going to give Simon back the hamburger with the with the meat and all the fixings. Like he was determined to help me do that, which was so kind of him. He was so wonderful. Anyway, so he really helped me. He really helped me. And we had this huge breakthrough in our mentorship. And I remember just like looking him in the eye and like tears coming to my eyes, singing these words. I knew I was believing every word. I knew I was connecting with the song and he was helping me do that. And when it came time for the show, right before um, it was time to go on stage and this woman stopped me and she said, hey, um, did you see that article in LA Times that Andrew Lloyd Webber had what he'd said about you. And I said, no, I definitely, one thing you don't do on your own American Idol is read anything. The big rule is never Google your name. Okay. You just don't go looking, you know, the show was so huge. And like, we wouldn't even listen to the radio in the car in the morning because the morning shows would be talking about, they'd be talking about us and often in not very kind ways. Um, and so we wouldn't even listen to the radio. So no, I hadn't read it. And so she said to me, he is really rooting for you and he really believes in you. And he basically said, I really believe, you know, it's just, can she pull this off? Because if she can, I think she could be great. It's just, will she? And, and when she told me that, I think what she meant was to try to really give me some sort of like, <laughs> you know, <sighs> some, like you know, she was trying up. to help me out, yes. pump me up, right? Some pep talk. But I was like, this whole, can she do it? Will she pull it off from Angela Weber saying it in the newspaper? Oh my I'm like, gosh. oh boy. Okay. And my, my, by the way, my dress rehearsal went down without a hitch. Okay. It went really well. And I had written down the lyrics over and over and over again on a piece of paper up to that point. Just so, because we have no way of, we don't have like a, a cue. What do they call it? The little prompter up front of us. We don't, we just go up there and we sing it. And so I'm standing there, I'm sitting on the stage and there is a giant orchestra surrounding me. And like a 50 piece orchestra on stage, like this is very surreal, right? And sitting right in front of me is the three judges. And then right behind them is Andrew Lloyd Webber. And he is looking at me and I am looking at him. Oh my gosh. And then um, I probably could find you a clip, but I start singing, where do we go from here? This isn't where, and then blank, white wall, nothing, zip, zilch, nothing. There's nothing. I can't see the lyric. I can't oh, hear it. I can't bro. feel it. And all that I, it's like, I didn't even think about through it happened so quickly. I just said, I'm sorry. Can we start over again? And I looked at the MD and <laughs> like the whole, every, all of us just melted together. It was just like all the strings, the, the harp. It was the harp that I remember just like, you know, and I am just literally feel like I could collapse in the middle of that stage and like the shakes and the, and the, and <laughs> my stomach dropping and the tears, like just, you know, accumulating at the back of my throat, like a dam just wanted to like pour over the edge, like, like an avalanche. Yes. <laughs> I could have poured through at any moment, but it's like, no, we've got to do this. We've got to just do this. And I started over and I made it through to the end and it was so shaky and it was like holding on. It was like holding on for dear life. And when I got off the stage, I literally just, I, I just fell apart. I just fell apart. Mm. And um, it was very, very hard. And you know what I'm hard. thinking from the outside looking in? I'm like, wow, she handled that so well. Like I'm 
I think it shows so much maturity and, and grace to say, I'm sorry, can we start over? To just own it and just, I, I think you said I lost the lyric, didn't you? Because I, I, I watched I the lost clip. it. I lost the lyric. Oh, you did? We, yes. Can we start yeah, over? Yeah, but you know, yeah. And I couldn't exactly tell watching it that, um, that you were a wreck. Like, to me, it looked like you said, I'm sorry, can we start over? And you st- they started over and you did it. And I'm like, amen oh. to that, sister. Like, just owning a mistake and saying, can I try again and starting? I mean, there's a huge lesson in that. I'm sure in the moment it was just mm-hmm. completely horrifying, but it was, you know, it was surviving right in that moment. Yes. I, I think a lot of people wanted to give me some really nice credit for that moment. Like, like you just said, all those nice things. I would love to, <laughs> I'd love to be like, yep. Yep. I did. I was very mature and I <laughs> definitely thought it through. Um, it happened so fast. If you, if you watch it, it happened very quickly and it's amazing how we, it's actually very beautiful because, you know, I would have maybe if you had told me what had happened, I would have thought, oh, I would have done way worse, right? I would have assumed that like I would have just crumbled. But there was something there already that I had built up I potentially mm-hmm. that I didn't even know that was like ready to just kick in and be like, let's survive. Let's let's keep going. We got this. And, and it was I can't really take a ton of credit because it happened the way it did very quickly. Um but the fact is, is that we, we can endure these really crazy things and we can actually, um, you know, and when I listened back to the performance, yeah, my voice was just, it was like so shaky and, and it felt like I was, I sounded like I was choking <laughs> certain times. I was in a, in a rough spot, but you know what? I freaking did finish the song yes. and that is shocking to me. And I, I, I do want to take credit for that, but like, I just want to say that we're resilient beings and we can handle these hard times. We can handle these mess ups. We can handle these emotions that are very uncomfortable. And that was just the song. And then I had to sit there and, you know, and then hear some pretty hard things and then some good things. And you know what? You just have to be willing to feel that's, that was the ring of fire that I was kind of in the middle of. Yes. And that's really where I've been the majority of the time mm. is in the ring of fire, which is all those very uncomfortable emotions. And confidence comes from being in the ring of fire, come what may, surviving. Like you said, I love that you pointed yeah. that out, that so often it is yeah. just about surviving. That definitely ties back for me to my infertility journey. People will ask me, how did you get through it? What advice? How'd you, you do it? And I'm like, I can give you a few bits of advice, but honestly, my biggest advice is just hang in there, sister, like survive. And that that's okay to just be in like a survival state when you're going through something really hard. And, but believing that there is that well of there's something in you, this resilience that we can yes. endure more than we realize. And it's there if we're willing to step into the ring of fire. To it is there. We love. It's there. The resilience is there. And and it gets, we become more resilient with the more hard things we endure. And, you know, and then after Idol, um, I would go and do shows. And you'd think at this point, I've had all this ex- exposure, like people are going to come to my shows. I still remember playing to rooms where there was five people and three people would get up and leave in the middle of a song mm-hmm. and how humiliating it still felt, mm-hmm. how hard and embarrassing it felt to be there. But then, you know what, there's just, again, there is that. There's the well of resilience and love that says, it's okay. Just enjoy playing this song. Mm. You love the song. You love playing this song. 
And whoever's in the room, you need to let them know that you love it too. And they, they deserve to feel that love yes. from you right now because they're still here. Yeah. But even if there was no one left in the room for you, even if there was no one that showed up for the thing that you really poured yourself into, um, like you really need to feel that you have to be able to count on that love again and again and again and again. Mm. Yes. And before we move on to our next takeaway, you have to sing us a little clip of the ring of fire. <laughs> I wish I had like my guitar here. Hang on, hang on. I'm going to grab my guitar. Okay. Because perfect. I think I can play it. Okay. Um, hang on. You're totally I, fine. I played this for my mother-in-law. She's a big country. Sorry, you're hearing me trot through the no, kitchen. It's totally fine. This will be worth it. I hope so. You have to edit it out if it's not good. You can't hang on. Here we go. Okay, okay here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Let's hear it. I fell into burning rain. Wait, no. I fell into burning rain of fire. And uh, I went, the, what are the words? I just forgot them. <laughs> hang on. Da, da, Which is da, so ironic. Oh, I went down, 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 and the flames went higher. There we go. Okay. I fell into burning rain of fire. I went down, 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 and the flames went higher. And it burns, burns, burns. The ring of fire. The ring of fire. <laughs> Bravo! Oh, my gosh. And there yet, you go. you're still willing to get in there, even though right now. I'm feeling it. The flames are willing. So yeah. great. Okay. So after you've been through the ring of fire and felt the feelings and been willing to, and that obviously that's a continual process. It's not like you just go to the ring of fire once, yeah. but what's the next step like, or what's your next takeaway of how to continue building your confidence? Yes. And our last and third song, um, I have don't stop believing of course. So don't stop believing. <laughs> Hold on to that feeling of gratitude. Hmm. And um, I think sometimes it's hard to have, you know, depending on kind of your upbringing. And, you know, I think especially for women, it's the feeling of like being proud of yourself and taking ownership for what you've done is kind of uncomfortable or challenging or feels like, how do I say this? Uh, not righteous. Yeah. Like prideful or <laughs> um, wrong or yeah. I think the way I have discovered is, is a different paradigm shift, which is a focus on gratitude mm -hmm. for where you're at and, and where you've been and what you've accomplished, what you've persevered through. When you look up the definition of confidence, which I did, and I Googled it. <laughs> um, in the Webster's dictionary, there was the third definition was, um, I think what we kind of are searching for here. And it's, um, it says, def uh, confidence is, quote, a feeling of self assurance arising from one's appreciation of one's own abilities or qualities. So I love that even in that definition, the word that really stuck out to me is appreciation. Hmm. Yes. That's a huge you know? shift. Appreciation of one's own abilities or qualities, not prideful. I'm going to flaunt myself or put myself above other people. That's not confidence. Right. It's just a genuine no. appreciation or gratitude 
for your abilities and gifts and qualities. Yes. And it's, I think it's good in certain moments to really acknowledge the good things that are happening, that you've done, that you've accomplished, that you've, that you've really worked for and you've worked through. Mm. And, um, that feeling is very freeing and can give you kind of like a peace and a power. Um, and I think that's, that's something that's really come to me over time. And it's come to me with age is recognizing this really sweet spot of gratitude that is maybe like a very healthy feeling of confidence. Yeah. And something that you and I have talked about is um, self-doubt and like negative self-talk and how that can under- right. how that can undermine our confidence. But in some ways, sometimes we can think that that's like a righteous thing to totally. think less of yourself. Um, how does this, how do you think that this plays into this definition of appreciation for your own abilities or qualities, the way that you talk to yourself? Well, I think that's huge. And again, since we're focusing on, I mean, we could, we could spend another 30 minutes talking about that, but I think those stories and, and the, the obsessive thoughts of I'm not good enough, self-doubting, self-loathing, the self-hate, it's the opposite of gratitude. Hmm where self-acceptance is a grateful spot to be in. Yeah. Because look, I mean, we, we're not, you know, we work a lot on ourselves, but a lot of who we are is an accumulation of a lot of things and people that helped us get there and people that encouraged us or people that, or maybe even challenged us. You know, we can even be grateful for that, for those situations where that were not great, that were hard for us and that people that were hard on us even. Yeah. And even that review from Bernard, whatever his name yes, was. Bauer. I, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like I, I got a negative review on my podcast and I read it. And at first I was like, you know, it stings a little. And then I was like, oh, yeah, he's totally right. Like it or she's totally right. Whoever left it. But it takes right. a certain level of self-confidence or self-assurance to acknowledge your strengths and your, and to acknowledge your weaknesses and say, yep, that is a weakness of mine. And I'm totally, I'm going to work on it. And there's no point in getting down on myself. And and also, like we said, we just start deciding, we start choosing, like, this is how I want to feel. These are the thoughts I want to think. This is how I want to show up. Mm, Yes. You know, that love, I love doing this and therefore I'm choosing to do it. And I think that is beautiful to go right into your song that you're going to sing for us, right? <laughs> you're killing me. Okay, just I want to put on the record, I wasn't planning on singing all these songs, but why wouldn't I have? I mean, like, I should have known. Um, yeah, Don't Stop Believing is, I'm not, I don't sing as high as Steve Perry and Journey, but <laughs> here we go. And I also going to have to tweak the lyrics probably on this one because oh. street lights, people, I, that doesn't really work with where we're going here. So let's see how we're going to sing this. Okay, let me figure it out. Okay, here we go. Uh, one, two, three, four. Don't stop believing. Hold on to that feeling of gratitude for where you are and where you've been. Yeah. <laughs> there you go i love it i love it brooke i feel like oh my gosh your your willingness to play the songs and sing on the spot just it it makes this point so much better from this episode (laughs) of just 
we're driving it home. Yes, of just loving the process, going for it, not having things perfectly figured out before you start, nope. but believing in your the thing that you love and being willing to go through hard emotions and then feeling the gratitude for for where you've been. So thank you. That was so perfect. And Rachel, I just, I genuinely appreciate you having me here and for helping just and for facilitating like a, a great conversation. I loved all the things you had to say. So there you have it, my three and 30 friends. You've experienced Brooke White for yourselves. And don't you agree? She's so warm and likable. If you want to follow along with more of Brooke's journey, you can find her on Instagram at Real Brooke White, as well as on YouTube. Um, her channel is The Girls with Glasses. And there's a full Spotify playlist of all of her music that I will also link in the show notes. I'm so grateful for you being here. And I hope that whatever your dream is or whatever it is that, that's been tugging at your heart, that you'll remember these three takeaways. First of all, you don't need self-confidence to get started on something. All you need is love, big love for the thing that you want to pursue. Second, confidence comes from being willing to step into the ring of fire and know that you're going to face some hard emotions, some negative emotions that are uncomfortable, but they're not going to kill you. You can do it. There's more within you than you realize, and it's worth it to pursue that thing that you're dreaming about. And third, don't stop believing. Hold on to that feeling of gratitude. It all comes back to gratitude, and if you can keep hold of that and have a true appreciation for your gifts, for the characteristics and the emotional resilience that you're building, you're going to feel a true self-confidence that is so much deeper than just pride. It will be rooted in gratitude and love for your life. I'm so grateful to all of you for being here. You are truly the best community and I hope that you have a great week with your family.